0: Welcome to the Series 6 Exam Prep, podcast lessons for the FINRA Series 6 Exam. This podcast is to assist you in preparing for the FINRA Series 6 Exam. But what is the FINRA Series 6 Exam? The FINRA Series 6 Exam is an exam for those who wish to sell investment company products. It's much different from the Series 7 Exam, which is the General Securities Representative Exam, Typically, this is an entry-level exam that allows you to sell basically mutual funds and investment company products and, as such, is a much easier exam to pass than the Series 7 exam. Now, concurrent with taking this exam, you must also pass the Securities Industries Essentials exam. In reality, you should take the Securities Industries Essentials exam before you take the Series 6 exam. It will help prepare you for the exam. This podcast is going to give you sample portions of the lessons contained in the full bundle of audio lessons for the Series 6 exam prep, audio lessons for the FINRA Series 6 exam. This is an audio course of 8 hours and 44 minutes in length, and there are 20 individual lessons in the full bundle of audio lessons. The full bundle of audio lessons is available at series six and that's the number six lessons.com. Again, wwwseries 6 lessonscom If you like the samples that you're hearing here, and if you would like to try four full length audio lessons, you can go to the website and sign up to receive the four full sample lessons to help determine if you think these audio lessons would be valuable for you. All right, enough of an introduction. Let's get on to this sample lesson. This is a sample of lesson number 17, FINRA Regulations. The length of the full lesson is 25 minutes and 26 seconds.
1: Welcome to this lesson about the FINRA series six exam. This is unit four part three, we We're talking about regulatory fundamentals and business development. So I'm going to go ahead and give you some content. You can listen to the content. I'll give you a chance to quiz yourself at the end. If you do well, then you can move on. If you don't do so well, then it might be a good idea to go back and review the content that you learned before you go on. So let's go ahead and get started. So the first thing I want to talk about is a little bit about FINRA regulations when we're dealing with the FINRA exam itself. It's really important to remember that you are not allowed to disclose the contents of the FINRA exam to any other person. It must be kept completely confidential to maintain the integrity of the test. So even if you take it and then someone else asks you about, hey, how was the exam? What was on it? You're not allowed to disclose anything about the exam to any other person because they need to go into it just the same as everyone else. Had make so that it's fair, so that you no one has an unfair advantage when taking the FINRA exam. So that's a, so just one important thing to remember, since that's something that will likely be in your future. When a broker-dealer hires a securities agent, they have to fill out a U four form so this agent has to do everything that he or she can to make sure that all of the information on the form is completely accurate that you're not misrepresenting anything that's on the form you can't omit any past convictions or problems even though it would be really convenient to do so sometimes you have to disclose everything even if it doesn't make you look good that there you had some sort of trouble with the law in the past, you have to disclose that. It has several sections in it, including demographic information, such as your name, address, and a five-year history of your residences, So the places that you've lived in the past five years. And then a 10-year employment history, all the different people and places that you've worked for. And then any information, any legal trouble that you've had in the past. You also have to submit fingerprints so that a background check can be conducted. So fingerprints can either be done through fingerprint cards, or there are some places that take digital fingerprints, uh, police stations and things like that could often do things digitally as well these days. You do not have to disclose your marital status or your education history, your employment history, yes, your residence history, yes, but your marital status or your em- educational history do not need to go on this form. So that's a good thing to remember. So that was the Form U-4. We also have what's called Form U-5. And so whereas Form U-4 is when you are hiring a new securities agent, a Form U-5 is used to terminate a registered representative. So they're kind of the opposite ends of the employment spectrum here. It outlines in Form U5 the cause of the termination, and then this has to be entered into that broker check system, so FINRA's broker check system, so people can go on and see, oh, this person had a Form U5 filled out. That means that they were terminated from their position for some reason, and then they can click on that and say, oh, well, he was engaging in insider trading or something like that, or he... Fail to keep good enough records or whatever the cause of the termination was, it will be there in the broker check system on this form. The form can be filled out for any reason, whether there was an infraction or whether the person is simply retiring too. So like it doesn't necessarily have to be, Oh, you're fired. You know, it can be, they're terminated because they choose to, it can be a voluntary thing. Say, Oh, it, I'm done with this. I'm retiring. So you, even if it's not firing for cause, and it's just a voluntary stepping down, that you still fill out a Form U5. Sometimes it's because they're simply taking a job in another industry. They don't want to be a securities agent anymore. They want to do something else, so go be a professor or something like that. Then you also fill out a Form U5. So it doesn't necessarily mean that they did something wrong, but it can. They, if they're terminated for a cause, they will be put on there. And if they, they weren't, they will just say, yep, they're just taking a job in a different profession. And so there's nothing to be worried about. So the broker-dealer has to fill this out within 30 days of the termination and file that. As An, an agent's registration is not transferred from one firm to another. So it's not an automatic process. So if you say, well, I I want to keep... status in the industry but I'd actually like to go work for somebody else then you have to go ahead and fill out a U5 form for your old employer and then fill out another U4 form for your new employer so anytime that you change employers you have to do this as well so that's a good thing to keep in mind. Another thing to remember about registered representatives is that they have to complete continuing education requirements, including a regulatory element requirement and a firm element requirement. So I'm gonna go ahead and explain what those two requirements are. So if you don't complete these continuing education, educational requirements, then you can, you can be subject to not being allowed to have your license renewed. So it's extremely important that you do these uh, every two years or so that you make sure that you are able to renew your license when you want to. So first, the regulatory element means that they have to participate in a training exercise within 120 days after a person's second registration anniversary of their initial registration. And then every three years after that, if he or she does not do this, their registration will fall into inactive status and they will not be able to conduct any business, so it's really important that you keep up on that, because if you don't, then you're basically dead in the water. You can't do anything, and now, of course, that's going to be very, very difficult. You can't make any money if you can't do any business, so, that's a, so you have to do that training exercise in order to keep your license current. Then we talked about the regulatory element being that training exercise. Now we have what's called the firm element, and the firm element just means that it's a, you have to also complete a written training that firms develop that needs to be completed every single year. So the other, the regulatory element, only has to be done every two years and then every three years. So it's, it's something that doesn't happen quite as often. But this, on the other hand, happens every single year or written. Thank you again for listening to this sample
0: portion of the full lesson. If you found this lesson valuable, please go to the website series6lessons.com and that's series the number six lessons.com. At the website, you will find a link to purchase the full series of audio lessons if you found this to be valuable to you. Also at the website, you can sign up to get four full-length sample lessons. Best of luck in your studies